0: Well, happy new year. How we doing? Good. Hey, it was a great year last year, and I'm so excited about 2017. You may have a seat just for a moment. My name is Brian Anderson. I'm the lead pastor here at Perimeter Road, and just want to welcome you all here. If it's your first time today, uh, you'll notice in the bulletin at the bottom, there's a connection card, and we'd love for you to sometime during the service, if you will, fill that information out, and at the end of our service, we'll have the offering plates pass by. And you can drop that connection card in. We would love to know that you started the year with us. We'd love to follow up with you. And we hope that, uh, that you've had a great last year and that you're going to have a great this year. And we want you to be a part of it with us. And so we'd love to follow up with you. Thank you so much for being here to our first-time guests and to church family. It's good to see you. And I am excited about this year and all that is before us. And I hope that you are too. And in just a moment, I'm going to explain to you how our service is going to be laid out today. It's going to be a little different, but I want to draw your attention to the bulletin as well. We have a great event that's coming up in two weeks on a Sunday evening, and we're going to meet up here and watch the movie, The Insanity of God. Now, some of our college students went to Tallahassee. They saw this movie. They have approved of it. It's great. Many of you have read the book, The Insanity of God, and this is a great opportunity for us to join together And have a family night, and so we're going to meet in the fellowship hall, and it's going to be on January 15th at 6 p.m., and so you look here for more information. We would love for you to come. This is also an amazing uh, opportunity for you to invite some friends or family to come and watch this movie uh, about missionaries around the world who give their lives for the gospel. I guarantee you, you're going to appreciate seeing this film, and I'm glad we get to watch it uh, together Uh, One other thing you notice here to my left, all the candles are lit, and can we put our hands together? We shattered our goal this year of $7,000 to Lottie Moon, and I think the latest count was around $9,000, so thank you to everyone who gave to Lottie Moon, and remember that every penny goes to support our missionaries around the world, and so we as Southern Baptists have the privilege to join with other local Southern Baptist churches in this goal, And so I'm excited to hear what the total is and knowing that this is going to support those who are spreading the gospel. Uh, Today, we're going to do things a little different. This is going to be more of an interactive prayer service, okay? And so I want to explain how it's going to run down. We're going to kind of pray through our uh, vision statement. And if you'll notice on the back, we put it on our bulletin every week, our vision statement that PRBC seeks to purify the church through God-honoring fellowship, and Christ-centered preaching and teaching, and spirit-filled worship. And these are three areas in which we strive to be pure as the church and to grow in the likeness of Jesus Christ. And we strive to penetrate the culture by radiating the light of Jesus Christ into the world in which we live. So what we're going to do over the next few minutes, uh, I will come up here and I will talk about one area of this vision statement. And we'll begin with God Honoring Fellowship. And as we look at God Honoring Fellowship, I will issue a challenge for 2017 and what that looks like for us as individuals in Christ and as a local church in Christ. And then we will continue on through our vision statement uh, and praying through that. And so once I'm finished explaining, then we'll go into just a time of prayer where you can just bow your heads where you are. and go to the Lord in prayer on the things that we are discussing together this morning. And then to end that time of prayer, we have designated ones who will come up and pray. And so for those of you who will be coming up on stage to pray, I would just ask that when I'm finished with each section, whatever section you'll be praying over, um, that as soon as we go into a time of prayer, if you'll just come sit on the front row to be prepared to come up and pray. As we begin 2017, I want to first recognize our, our God-honoring fellowship. Uh, it's important that we have fellowship first and foremost with God. And the only way that you can have true fellowship with God is through Jesus Christ, His Son. And it's God who laid that out. It's, it's God the Father's plan. It was His plan not once Adam and Eve failed in the garden and then He says, okay, what's our backup? What's our plan B? It's was plan A all along. And so before he ever created the world, he had set aside his son, Jesus Christ, that he would come and be the Savior for his people. And so today, uh, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, would you, would you look to Jesus? Would you recognize him as the one who died on the cross for our sins, that he paid for every last sin, and that because your sin has been paid for, that you can have true repentance leading to everlasting life. And having this everlasting life, it brings you into true fellowship with God. Because we understand that the great thing about everlasting life is not just that we have heaven awaiting us, although that's, that's a pretty good deal, right? Um, but that we are brought in to know who God is. And so you may have this idea of who you think God is, but God lays it out for us in the Bible, and the only way that we can come into a true fellowship and understanding of who God is is through Jesus Christ. So first, I hope that you have fellowship with God. And if you do have fellowship with God, then it's important that you join with other people who have fellowship with God. That's why we're gathered here this morning. That's why we have this thing called the church. And Jesus Christ purchased the church. The church has been paid for by his blood. And because the church has been paid for by his blood, that means we all have a hope. We have a security, an assurance. The work that Jesus Christ did is finished. So all our hope is in him. So when we come together in fellowship, we come to remind each other of that. You know, when we come together every Sunday, I'm reminded that Jesus Christ lived for me, that he died for me, that he rose for me, and that he's gonna return for me. And that I'm not the only one who believes that. I mean, that's a good thing because when you get off by your lonesome, you can begin to think, am I the only one who's buying into this? Am I the only one who's living for Jesus? But when you come together like this, you look around and you go, no, there are others who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ. That's good. So I want to challenge you this year that you would be a part of this God-honoring fellowship and that when we come together, that you would come with that heart, that on the way to church, that you would pray and that you would pray that you would have this heart to honor the Lord as we gather together to see one another, to greet one another, to challenge one another, to teach one another. So it's good that you're in this big room. And this is a nice big room. I'm so glad we have this area to meet. This is our our home where we meet and we learn about Jesus. But it's also important that you meet in, in a smaller group, that you have a community group that you can be a part of. And so Right now, if, if you are not a part of a group, you can write down in your bullets and say, I'm not in a community group or I want to know more about uh, community groups. If you'll check that off, I'd love to get you connected with a group of people so that you can grow in Christ together. But we must do this as a local church. It's important that you have a local church that you're a part of. We're going to see this as we study Galatians this year. That there were local churches in Galatia. And so as we join together as the local church, we come in true fellowship through Jesus Christ to encourage one another, to love one another, to accept one another because our champion is Jesus Christ. And then also that you would have a God-honoring fellowship in your family and with maybe a one-on-one accountability this year or a small group that meets out in the workplace, that that meets for lunch, that meets for breakfast um, or for dinner. on on a Monday night like we have some groups doing, so that you can have that fellowship with other people and that you can live life together. You can have good, solid friendships. And so I want you to pray for these three areas. I want you to pray for your fellowship with God, uh, that it would be ever-rich, that it would be ever-growing, and that you would honor Him with your life this year through Christ. And then also pray for this local church, that as we join together, that this fellowship would be honoring to the Lord that he would be pleased with what he sees, and that we would grow deep roots in the gospel. And as we grow deep roots in the gospel, that we would grow closer to one another as well. And then pray for the accountability that you have outside of here. Pray for the fellowship in your home. Would you do that today? We're about to now enter into our first time of prayer. And as we do, you can just bow your heads and you can pray over these three areas. And it's important that we pray for these things. It's not enough that we just have a good plan, but that we pray and we ask God to work mightily in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. And one last thing I'd ask you to pray for as we're praying for these three areas, the God-honoring fellowship that you have with the Lord, the local church, and the accountability that you have outside of here. But would you also remember King's Church that's in um, Washington, D.C.? They'll be starting up this year, planting right there in the city, would you be praying for, for Ben and for Jordan and for Wesley as they uh, continue to plan and meet with others and as we as a local church come to encourage them with their start in Washington, D.C. as they have a God-honoring fellowship in that place to spread the gospel. So let us bow for a time of prayer now and pray for these things that have been mentioned.
1: Perimeter Road, the fellowship we have with one another, Lord, but most of all the fellowship that we have with you, and Father, I'm reminded as I see the candles are lit today that we have a congregation that gives that's not only concerned about the fellowship here, but those that will hear about you, Lord, and come to have the same fellowship that we do and be able to experience that. Lord, I do pray that as we go into the new year, Lord, that in every decision that we make here at Perimeter Road that it would be uh, the decision that you would have us to make Lord and we we'll always look to you for leadership. And knowing God that if we do that, that we're going to be a fellowship that honors you in all that we say and all that we do. Fathers, I was thinking about uh, our congregation today. I was reminded of one of our sweet, precious uh, men that was in our church so many times in the early days of primitive Road that we would meet in their homes for fellowship and prayer time for our church. And he always ended wanting to say um, or sing the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And Lord, even today, Lord, that's still true, Lord, that if we'll keep our eyes focused on you, Lord, that we are going to be that um, fellowship that honors you and all that we do and we say. And I thank you for that, Lord. I lift up this prayer in your precious name, thanking you for all that you're going to do in our fellowship. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. May we be rich in our fellowship with the Lord this year. And and, and then the next thing that we see is our Christ-centered preaching and teaching. Uh, This year, we're going to be studying the book of Galatians. And I'm very excited as as we dive into Galatians. This is more of where I'm comfortable is going just straight through a book. I know y'all loved going a year and a half through the book of Mark. Come on, admit it, you loved it, right? And in 13 months, in, in the book of Hebrews... Um, and we will spend a good majority of this year in the book of Galatians. And I just want to preface this by saying that I know that when we dive into a book, sometimes we can get to asking ourselves, okay, or asking me, Brian, when, when are we going to get to something new? When are we going to venture out beyond just this one book? But I want to emphasize the importance of, of diving into a book and, and studying these books of the Bible while they were written and whom they were written to and and what does it mean and what does it mean for us today. And I'm very excited as we study the book of Galatians this year. um, We're going to be able to see churches in in Galatia that were struggling with abandoning the gospel, getting away from the Word. Now, they didn't have what we call today the Bible in its totality as a hold in my hands. Um, Much of it was being written as he was writing letters. Paul was writing letters, and and Peter and others, uh, to the churches. And so we see um, all of that collected as the New Testament, but they have much of the Old Testament Scripture, which they would remind each other of and encourage each other in. And then as apostles, uh, God would speak to them, and God would work mightily in them as they would write letters to churches to encourage them. And we have this to study today so that we will not abandon the gospel, because there is no other gospel. So we will learn that there's only one gospel. Maybe you're learning that for the first time, or you'll be reminded of that. But also that we will understand that um, there is to be a unity among us in this gospel, and that it's through faith alone that we have life in Christ Jesus, Uh, also looking at the life that we have through the power of the Holy Spirit, and we live by Him so we will not gratify the desires of our sinful nature. And then we're going to do something real interesting this summer. We're going to take the, uh, the nine attributes, the fruit of the Spirit, and we're going to teach on each one of those during the summer. And, and I'll ask some other men to come alongside me in this preaching there in the summertime so that we'll actually dig deep into the fruit of the Spirit and not just glaze over that uh, this year. So we'll do that during the summer. Then we'll hop right back to studying straight through Uh, Galatians. And so, I would encourage you that you would begin just a slow read in your own personal study through Galatians. I think that would be very beneficial for you. Um, But not only that, in in your private study, that if you have a devotional, that's great. And in fact, I encourage you to use a devotional uh, as you study the Word each day. But can I just give you this challenge? That would you take hold of God's Word Uh, more highly favored and and, and more focused in on God's Word this year than you do on the devotional through man's words. Uh, A devotional can be good to point you to Scripture, but let it point you to Scripture, uh, to study the Word of God and that you would grow in your knowledge and understanding of the Word this year. Know that we're going to be faithful to teach from the Bible. We're not looking for anything that's uh, extra uh, biblical beyond the Bible to, to teach from this year, but we're coming to the Word, opening it up and saying, God, what does your Word say? And let us all learn from that. And so that's going to be our challenge this year as we preach through, uh, in, through uh, Galatians. And then also, you'll notice this was in your bulletin, the equip for uh, the spring, and we have it mapped out for you January through May and you'll see that we'll begin looking at God's will. So you're maybe wanting to know what God's will is. And you're thinking, oh, if I show up, I'm going to learn God's will. Yes, you will. You will learn a lot about God's will um, in your life and how God uh, enacts His will. And so if you will, join us on Wednesday nights. Come study with us at 630. I challenge you to set that, side, that time aside in the middle of the week. I guarantee you will continue to grow in your understanding of God's Word. And as we move into February, there you see that we will learn more about who we are as man. And it's so important that we not only know who God is, but who His creation is, who who man is. And then as man as male and female, how He created us male and female. We will study that in March. And then in April, we'll continue with that study because there's a lot to learn here. And as we know, there's a lot of confusion that's taking place in our, in our culture of who a man is and who a female is. And so we will study that and look to God's Word for the answer. And then the essential nature of man in May. And so we're going to dive deep into this this year. And so here's how I'd like for you to pray. One, that you would have a hunger for God's Word on your own, um, in your home, uh, on your way to work. Maybe you're, you're listening to the Word through an, a Bible app, uh, but you would sit down and have times where you open up the Bible and you read, God, wh- where would you have me read this year? Maybe just pray that to the Lord. Ask the Lord, where would you have me to dig in deep this year into the Bible to learn more of who you are? And then not only that you would have that own personal study, but that if you have a family in the home, that you would read the Bible together, uh, that you would be committed to maybe once a week studying the Bible together, uh, reading it, dads, that you would take the lead. If, if dad's not present in the home currently, mom, that you would take the lead on that. If mom and dad aren't taking the lead on that, children, you take the lead on it, studying the Bible together. So pray that the Bible would be read in the home And then, as we come here, would you please pray for me and others who stand up here to preach the Word, that we would preach with integrity, uh, that we would not try to add to or take away, but we would just preach what God's Word says, because you wouldn't believe what a temptation that could be at times uh, to skip over a phrase or to skip over a verse. But we're going to read straight through it. We're going to study His Word, and we're going to ask God to move mightily. So, we pray that His Word will be proclaimed uh, with no hesitancy, with no shame, but with a bold uh, allegiance to Christ Jesus, okay? And so we're going to go into a time of prayer just like we did a moment ago, and will you pray for these things, that God's Word uh, will be preached, that it will go forth, it will be present in our homes, in our local church and in the community. Let's pray.
2: I'm reminded this morning that our faith is a Christ-centered faith. Not a man-centered faith, but a Christ-centered. That all things revolve around Him. That He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is all things. He's the God-man. He's God the Son. He's eternal. He's everlasting. He's Jehovah God. And we are to worship Him and Him only. Father, Scripture tells us that there is no other name given among men whereby men must be saved other than Jesus. It's Jesus' name. It's Jesus' blood and righteousness that is able to save us. Father, thank You for the Lord Jesus. He also tells us that He is the way, the truth, and the life and that no man comes to God except by Him. Lord, He is the door to heaven. and there is none other. You must come by way of Jesus or you won't come at all. Father, I want to pray for uh, the preaching ministry and teaching ministry here at the church. And uh, I want to pray for Brian, for the other men who will stand here and speak. I want to pray for every Sunday school teacher and every leader, director. And Father, I pray that you would anoint them that uh, the Spirit of God would wash over their souls. Lord, I pray. Uh, that you take their words out of their mouth and put Your words in their mouth. And when they do speak Your Word, that You'd breathe on it and give it great, great power. Father, let all things be centered around the Scripture, around Christ, what says the Scripture. The regenerated soul will not feed on sociology or psychology or any other man-created thing. The renewed Spirit of God will feed only on Scripture, on the Word of God. We must be fed from the Scripture. We're all standing in need. We are born as infants with simple, easy things. We need to grow in our faith. And that's the purpose of discipleship, is to give ourselves to the study of the Word, to understand the Word, and then to apply the Word and follow the Word that discipleship is no more than just applying what we've been taught. Father, again, I want to thank you for this church. Thank you for the pulpit. Thank you for the faithfulness to remain faithful to Scripture. Uh, it's not the case in many pulpits. Uh, many have sold out and have gone for something easy, quick, and trickery. And Father, I pray that this pulpit would remain true to the Scripture. John 12, 21 says that these Greeks approached him to Philip, the disciple and said, sirs, we would see Jesus. And that would be my prayer for every man that steps up to speak here, that that would ring in his ear, sirs, we would see Jesus. Father, thank you again this morning. Thank you that our salvation is finished, completed. Thank you for the Lord Jesus in whose name I offer this prayer. Amen. last
0: thing we see as being pure as the church is our spirit-filled worship. And as we come together to, to sing and to lift up our voices to the Lord, that, that is worship. You know, maybe when you hear the word worship, you think, immediately you think of music. But I think Clint has done a wonderful job in, in leading us to know that it's much bigger than that. and But it is a part of that. So when we come to sing together, that we would come filled with the spirit, excited, sing praise to the Lord, uh, to offer up confession to the Lord, um, to to learn as we sing. The things that are coming forth from our our mouths are penetrating deep into our hearts. And so one thing we can pray for is that as we gather as a congregation to sing, we're not looking to sing just something light and fluffy, whatever may be, the top hit on the radio that they're playing again and again and again. Uh, But we are being faithful to singing songs that are honoring to the Lord. Yes, that that leads us to spirit-filled worship. But more so, the spirit-filled worship that takes place in your everyday life. And I mentioned it just a minute ago about your your devotion in in Bible reading, which is vitally important. But also having that place where you can go and pray, where you can call upon the Lord, where you can boast of Jesus Christ. Some say, I don't know how to pray. Just begin to boast of who Jesus is who God is, His creator. Let your prayers begin there. And then also ask as uh, the things that you need. Ask the Lord. Uh, he's a good father. He knows what you need. He will provide for your needs. That you would have this that place where you would pray, that you would be dedicated to praying daily. Maybe it's in your car when nobody else is in there. Maybe it's that prayer closet uh, that you can just carve out some room, if that's possible, and where you can get on your knees and you can pray before the Lord. May that be a part of your spiritual discipline each day and as you study the Word of God. But not only that, that we would take this Spirit-filled worship into the workplace so that whatever work that you're doing right now may be worship unto the Lord. As I said about a month ago, that if you're doing a type of work that isn't glorifying to the Lord, there's no way possible that it can be glorifying to the Lord, then you need to step away from that work. Because in every area of our life, we want to glorify God. But if you have a job that you feel can honor the Lord, that you're serving other people and that you're serving Him while doing that, make your work worship and take joy in your work. Take joy in every day. There's a heightened awareness on on January 1st that this is going to be a good year. But it's going to be one day just like yesterday, just like the day before you got 24 hours to work with. You're going to have a sun come up and a sun come down, Lord willing. Uh, Sun's going to rise in the east. It's going to set in the west. All right? Those things are faithful. We see it time and time again every day. What are you going to do in these days in 2017? And the way that's going to be different is that your days can be filled with this worship unto the Lord, the daily disciplines so that's what I want us to focus in on at this moment, that we would have discipline in our lives to open up the Bible. Listen, that we would open up the Bible when we don't feel like it. Can, you just, can we just get a show of hands? How many of you at some time don't feel like opening up the Bible? Okay, and then put those down. And how many of you aren't being honest right now? Okay, all right. There are times when you just don't want to open up the Bible. You find many other things that you would like to do. The discipline is saying, hey, I'm going to open up the Word. I'm going to begin reading. Lord, help my heart right now. My heart is just not desiring your Word. Change that through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he will. Begin reading. Um, You don't feel like praying. Go to your knees. Have that discipline to get on your knees. Have that place that you go to so that you can begin praying. Uh, You don't feel like memorizing Scripture, but just start with one verse. Verse. Take that verse and say, you know what, I'm going to memorize this, and I'm going to keep going over it going over it until I know it, and that you would hide it in your heart that you may not sin against him. So there are many spiritual disciplines that we could talk about today that we could just focus on the basics there, but that our everyday life would be filled with a spirit-filled worship. Uh, let's pray for that at this time. Let's go to the Lord in prayer.
3: God, you are worthy of worship. You alone are worthy of worship. For you alone are God. You are alone our creator. You're the creator of all things, visible, invisible, thrones, authorities. You're Lord over all. You have saved us by your Son, You've applied this work to our heart by your spirit. You've done what no one else can do. You have rescued the wanderer. You have conquered the rebel and made them your son whom you love. So we stand in awe before you, God. We've gathered together that you would save a people as us. You would gather us together. You alone are worthy of worship, Lord. And we confess that we have worshiped wrongly, that we have aimed our affections at others, lesser gods who aren't gods at all, gods that can't save us, gods that disappoint us, that promise so much and then fail us. Little things, dust, worms in comparison to your glory, yet we think we would be satisfied with that we confess that wicked sinfulness to you, and then we're moved to worship in light of the gospel, that you would save us in spite of that once again, that you have given us a new heart, a heart of flesh that is soft, eyes to see your beauty, you have burned the scales off of our eyes by your radiant glory in the face of Jesus Christ, and that we have beheld him, seen his glory, and now we respond in worship. You have told us that no one can say, that we can only say that Jesus is Lord because of your Spirit. And therefore, our worship can only be Spirit-filled because it's only by the Spirit that we can see Christ as Lord. So we're thankful, Lord. And we pray now that you would work in us to stir the fires Of our affections, that you would cause us to worship you more fully and more accurately, and more boldly. God, make us hunger. Make us hunger for your glory. Make us hunger for what we were created to behold. Make us hunger for your word, where your spirit accompanies the message of your Son. That your word is fuel for our worship. Make us hungry, Lord. Make us hunger. For the ordinances that you have given to your church. And we rejoice to see fellow brothers and sisters baptized and entered into this covenant community of faith and be reminded of what you have done in our lives and are doing and that you are building your kingdom, that you are rescuing. Make us hunger for your body and your blood given to us in the Lord's Supper. This representative meal that nourishes us spiritually and encourages us and renews our covenant with you as our God. Make us hungry to sing where your spirit sears the truths of your word to our hearts, unites the truths with our affections as we sing. God, make us unashamed. God, those of us who have broken instruments, who don't sing very beautifully right now, God, cause us to not be ashamed of that, but to to leverage that for the glory of the gospel that through your son, our perfect high priest, he perfects that offering of worship. And it is a beautiful sound to your ears and a beautiful sound to the church. May we be a church that loves to hear one another sing. And may our passionate worship be a witness to the world that the gospel is powerful, that a people such as us would gather together, lay our lives down at your feet, and lift our voices to the praise of your great name. God, may your glory outshine any idol that competes for our worship this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: And finally, we look at penetrating the culture by radiating the light of Jesus Christ into the world in which we live. There's no other gospel. There's no other gospel. There's only one gospel. And that we will look at more in depth in the book of Galatians this year. But think about that. There's there's no other gospel. And if you understand the gospel, knowing what Christ has done for you, and you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, You've embraced the gospel. We must take it to the culture. Now, we have a sign out front. We have a really nice website. Clint works hard on that, does a good job. We have different ways of communicating who we are in the community. But if people are to know that Christ is king, it is up to us as the church to go and tell them. And I enjoy when people walk through these doors and we have new people come to worship with us. What a great thing that is, but it's so awesome to hear uh, stories, people that you're engaged with in the community, people you've been sharing the gospel with, that you've been telling about Jesus, and they're starting to get it. Maybe they were shutting it away at first, and now they're beginning to receive more and more of what you're saying, and it's exciting, and we've been praying uh, with each other. I know uh, Mike Root, hey Mike, he's on the video right there, or I'm on the video, I guess, for him. He's in Pakistan, and so Clint's been a video and the services for him, and he's sharing the gospel in Pakistan. Keep it up, man. Keep going. And, and I know that there are people you've asked us to pray for, and we're going to continue to pray for you, and we're going to continue to pray for these that you share the gospel with. Um, all throughout the world, we share the gospel. We penetrate this culture. And so, really, it's going to be that simple of a prayer, uh, but it is so hard for us to get out and to do. is to go and tell others about Jesus. But will we be that church this year to reach the 12? That you would pray for 12 people that you could reach with the gospel. And you say, well, what about more? But just begin with 12, one person a month that you would share the gospel with. And i kind of hesitant to even keep going with this thing called the 12 because it seems like a scheme, but it's not. It's just a challenge. It's, it's, to, it's to tell somebody about Jesus because we're famous for putting it off to the next day and then the next day and then the next week, and then we get through the year, and we ask ourselves the question, did I share the gospel with anybody this year? In 2016, did you share the gospel with anybody? In 2016, did somebody look to you and say, stop sharing the gospel with me? In 2016, did somebody say to you, thank you for telling me about Jesus? Were you faithful in sharing the gospel last year? Whether you were or whether you're not, this is another day that we have to share the gospel, another year that we may have to share the gospel. So let's be faithful in penetrating this culture with the good news of Jesus Christ. Maybe there's somebody on your heart you want to pray for right now that doesn't know Jesus. Will you go in to prayer now, uh, praying for them? Let's pray that we'll be faithful witnesses for Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Continue to pray as as I pray. Father, we thank you that we have the good news that we hold in our hands. For those of us who are in Christ, this good news has penetrated our hearts. We've been filled with the Holy Spirit. That we may desire you, that we may love you, we may worship you. Lord, being filled with the Holy Spirit, may we go and, and penetrate this town that we live in. May people know about Perimeter Road Baptist Church because we're faithful in sharing Jesus with this community. God, for the times when we are filled with fear, will you you change that fear into excitement? Lord, when we're filled with anxiety, will you change that anxiety to just a peace and a confidence in Christ? Lord, at times when we just simply do not feel like it, where we want to be selfish unto ourselves, we want to go through our daily routine and just keep it that way, will you interrupt that, Father? With a heavy conviction through the power of the Holy Spirit, will you open our eyes to the people who are right in front of us that need to hear about Jesus? Father, if we show favoritism towards one type of person, Lord, over another, will you change that in us this year? May we love all people around us. May we see them all the same. Father, if there's laziness in us, if there's depression in us, a lack of zeal within us, may that be changed through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us to give us a great zeal, a great passion, energy to go forth to tell people of everlasting life through Christ. May we be mindful of what is to come, of the new heaven and the new earth, of eternity that awaits us. May we meditate on this and, and know of the things that are to come and that the bodies that we live in right now are for a brief period of time. And as we want to be good stewards in what we give financially and what we give with our time. May we be good stewards of these bodies you've given us, Lord. May we make the most of these bodies you've given us to go. Fill us with strength. May we have a unity among us. May we rejoice when we hear people being saved. May there not be a jealousy among us. May there not be a competition among us, but a unity of One sharing the gospel and another going out and sharing the gospel and another going out and sharing the gospel. May we help each other in how to share the gospel. And Father, if we find our place in a in a a situation where we just don't know what to say, may we not just make something up. But Lord, may we go to you in prayer. May we be humble enough to pause, go seek out the answer, and come back. May we just be faithful and sharing Jesus in the time that we have to do it. The time is is drawing close to where Christ will return. God, when he returns, may we be found sharing the gospel. So Lord, I just ask that we would be evangelists, that we would go forth, be bold in the faith this year, whatever may be hindering us. Bring that to the surface. Reveal it, Lord. Skim it off. It would be faithful in telling others about Christ. May the enemy have no victory and stand in the way. We know that when we speak the name of Jesus, he must get out of the way. So, Lord, work in power. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In just a moment, Uh, the offering plates will come by. And as we reflect on these things that we have prayed for today, uh, may we be faithful in our giving in this new year. But I hope you'll take these four areas. I hope if you don't know the vision statement, that maybe you would commit it to memory, that it would help uh, you remember these things that we strive for as a local church. But I just ask that um, as we go forth in this time, uh, one thing, will you please continue to pray for the lost? We continue to pray for those who do not know the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, I was talking to someone just this morning. They were telling me about when they became a follower of Jesus. And I said, Who was it that told you about Jesus? And she gave me a name. And, and this brother has now passed on to, to go be with Jesus. And you know what? I'm grateful that I've had somebody tell me about Jesus. And you're grateful that somebody told you about Jesus. Now, will you go and tell somebody about Jesus? And as we give today, knowing that as we give money, we're we're giving to this effort to go forth and spread the gospel. Everything we do as a local church will be honoring unto the Lord. So I'm going to ask God's blessings on this offering, and then we will give faithfully to the Lord. Let's stand as I pray at this time. Father, thank you that we can give now. We ask your blessings on this offering, Lord. We thank you for all that you've given us. So Lord, we're we're giving back to you what you've already given to us. And Lord, you don't need our money as if your things are tight on your end, Lord. We know that you give us all things. You have all things under your control, under your care. Lord, thank you for your power and your majesty, your sovereignty, Lord. Thank you for loving us, and thank you that we find ourselves in a position today where we can give. And so, Lord, we just ask your blessings, Lord, on this local church as we go forth this year. In Jesus' name, amen.